0: Hello there, Foo Followers. Ben Johnson here, the host of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, reminding you that if you would like to support this show, we have a donations link available. Any spare pennies you may have would be greatly received to help with the upkeep of this show, the website, the social media accounts and so on. Simply head over to paypal.me forward slash Kung Fu Movie Guide to donate whatever you can. And a huge thank you to any listeners who have supported us over the years you have our gratitude. Okay, thank you, and on with the show. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. (laughs) Hello, everybody around the world. Welcome to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. With your host Ben Johnson, this is season 7. We are up to episode 88 and it is a joy and a pleasure to be chatting with you all today from my home here in London. I hope you are well wherever you are in the world listening to this episode. Coming up today I have a conversation to share with you all with none other than Keith Cook, one of the all-time greatest on-screen kickers. A karate world champion, a martial arts instructor and actor, you know Keith Cook from The King of the Kickboxers, the China O'Brien movies, Beverly Hills Ninja. He's Reptile and Sub-Zero in the original 1990s Mortal Kombat movies, of course. I grew up watching those movies in the 90s. He's always been a bit of a hero of mine. He's a legend of martial arts movies, and he's on the show today. More on that in a moment. Firstly, I just wanted to say, that and I don't really do this very much, but I was very humbled and touched by the feedback following my conversation with Mike Leader on the previous episode. A lot of people reached out to me to say they were happy to see the show back and that they really enjoyed the episode. So I thought I'd read out a couple of messages here. At Ramon writes on Twitter, sent me a photo of him outside with his dog and he wrote walking this beast in the rain whilst listening to mike leader interview on the kung fu movie guide podcast loving every second of it great episode ben thank you so much the author and action movie expert Timon singh who has been on this podcast said great episode of kung fu movie guide with mike leader all about how the hong kong film industry has changed over the past 30 years and the potential action stars of tomorrow Thank you, Ty. Colin Squire on Twitter. This is a brilliant episode. Will Mike Leader be back on for part two in the future? Um, Well, undoubtedly, yes. I mean, Mike has so many stories and his knowledge of martial arts movies knows no bounds. So I'm sure that uh, Mike will no doubt make an appearance on the podcast at some point again in the future. John Paul Gleeson on Twitter, quality podcast you too. I could listen to Mike for hours and do as he gets around gladly. You too did your usual high-standard, informative, entertaining, down-to-earth chit-chat. Thank you so much, John Paul Gleeson. That's very kind of you, and honestly, this does mean a hell of a lot so thank you so much for reaching out and saying those nice things I think when you do a podcast it can sometimes feel like there's a huge disconnect between what I'm saying here in my flat in London and the people actually receiving this at the other end so um, reading comments like that it does make you feel a lot closer to the audience out there it makes it feel a lot more real and it's not just me talking to myself so uh, thank you so much if you do want to reach out then please do so i do love to hear from you guys we are on twitter at kfmovieguide we are also on instagram and facebook at kung fu movie guide and of course there's the email address hello at com. there is also the option of giving the show a star rating or writing a little review with your podcast provider of choice if you do have a spare moment to do that then please do it all helps to spread the good word of the show and for all the contact information and to sign up to our newsletter and to read the latest martial arts movie reviews head over to the website kungfumovieguide.com okay keith cook time keith lives in los angeles i spoke to him via zoom back in august 2022 He was in his home gym at the time preparing to launch his own training program and uh, product, which is called The Ring Workout. You can learn more about The Ring and the philosophy behind it all via Keith's shiny new website. That's keithcookfitness.com. Keith is 63 years old. It's hard to believe he's in phenomenal shape if I even look half as good as that in my 60s, then I'll be very happy indeed. So clearly when it comes to fitness and training, then Keith certainly knows a thing or two about that. So do go online, check out The Ring workouts. Also, it's important to note that this conversation was recorded before the sad passing of the director, Albert Pean. Keith starred in Albert Pean's sci-fi action film Heatseeker in 1995. Albert Pean died on the 26th of November 2022, aged 69. Okay, that is more than enough from me. I will be back at the end of this episode to sign off properly. But until then, please sit back, relax and enjoy my conversation with the great Keith Cook. So you're in the you're in the gym there or are you at, are you at home at the moment or where uh, where yeah, are you?
1: Uh, yeah but I do i i I teach classes from here.
0: How have you found it post pandemic then Keith, are things sort of back up and running? are they as mm. as they were before or they, few, they, few adaptions?
1: Seemed, they seem like they are. Um, yeah you know uh, I decided to close my studio that I had for twenty seven years. I teach martial arts classes still. I have small groups of kids and and adults. And then I, I do privates yeah. also in martial arts. But, you know, like my focus has gone way more towards uh, kickboxing now than, than like, say, traditional martial arts. I have this workout, this very unique workout that I started with this device right here. This oh, is really, right. It attaches okay. to your foot. And you can do – it's a really good workout. So yeah. anyway, this is the thing that I'm – getting ready to uh, yeah. to launch.
0: Is this your own patented gym equipment? Yes. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, that was
1: another thing that took a long time was to, to, to file for the patent. And you know, one of the things that we're patenting is, is not just the device itself, but the way you use it. You know, yeah. the method. This workout with this ring product that I'm showing you that I actually invented using uh, fitness tubes in very creative ways. To train myself and then to, to train people in my classes, I had a yeah. pretty good sized uh, place and we had chin up bars all the way across one wall. And so we would hook onto chin up bars and do rotations along with uh, extension exercises. And yeah. that's what this is for. It's really excellent for rotations and you can move, you can do foot because it attaches to you. Yep. it's not gonna you don't have to stand on it or connect it to anything it connects to you so you yep. can actually move around which makes it very versatile
0: what's that called keith what's what's it what's the name of it
1: it's called the ring
0: the ring the great. ring
1: yeah great and Thanks you know me. like i was doing it for years i was actually making my own tubes yep. with re- recycling what you know the cover that covers it to make sure you don't get snapped you know
0: yeah yeah um,
1: And I I made them myself and sort of perfected the length that they needed to be for this workout. And for different heights of people, we have three different lengths and we have seven different strengths of tubes. And I got everything made in America. It's really high quality.
0: I follow you on Instagram, and I've seen your videos in the past. And you're still doing your wushu uh, forms, and you're still, you know, working on the bag and everything, and still kicking and looking great. You've been a teacher, uh, instructor for so many years now, and I just wondered whether you'd noticed with the new generation, the younger generations that are coming through your school, has it changed as to why people learn the martial arts? These days do you still see it as um popular also as it uh, as it once was
1: well you know my last experience in there was pre-pandemic really yeah it still seems like the main thing for people and that's why i don't think it matters so much like what style you do it's about discipline and focus dedication yeah. you know those great words you know yeah. um that <laughs> excuse me a lot of parents have concerns about their children being able to pay attention and having self-discipline and being willing to try hard at something. Mm
0: -hmm. I use
1: that a lot when I teach, you know, like, you know, the the main thing is to show up and try hard, you know, uh, put some effort into it. And that's not, that's not just physical effort. It's focusing with your mind and then being willing to practice and do things over and over again to acquire skill. And I think also being willing to practice on your own so that, uh, you know, that gets your creativity going more as an individual. You know, I used to train on my own a lot. And uh, I think it's it's really important to do that. And as uh, what I've noticed is that kids are scheduled more and more in so many activities that they don't have time for that. You yeah. know, that creative own time unless they're not doing a lot of activities, which is pretty rare now.
0: Yeah. In, in Los yeah.
1: Angeles anyway. Kids have calendars, you know, and they're you know, they're booked up solid, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I don't think that's I don't really think that's a good thing.
0: And also kids, you know, they they're into karate one day, but then it'll be, I don't know, they'll be into guitar or drum kit the next you know it's just sustaining Mm -hmm. that sort of interest in in those kinds of activities isn't it yeah
1: yeah yeah and also I think I think you know like my son got really into baseball and I wasn't a baseball player yeah but I wanted to really uh get behind him and support him and so I learned about baseball I I bought I bought I bought DVDs and I yeah. became a coach in the Little League, you know, because yeah, yeah. I wanted to be with my son, you know. Yeah. It's hard for martial arts to compete with things like baseball and soccer and uh, uh, football because, because those kids play games every week, you know. And in martial arts, we don't go to a tournament every week, you mm-hmm. know. And so basically you're having two practices and a tournament. And with us you're coming and you're practicing you're practicing yeah. you might get punched in the face you know yeah. and then you come back again the next week and you, you practice and you practice and you practice
0: if you cast your mind back to the reasons you first got into the martial arts I mean I believe you were young you were 12 years old yes. is that right yeah. Yes. yeah.
1: I got bullied a little bit you know yeah. um, and uh, grew up in a well, I grew up in Seattle, which didn't really get bullied there. But my yeah. dad got his Ph.D. at the University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana. I remember being in school and I was the only kid that was, you know, remotely Asian, you yeah.
0: know. Yeah. The Japanese side of your family is through your dad. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: And so, uh, yeah, my last name is actually Hirobayashi. So anyway, um, yeah, I got bullied a couple times. I, I got beat up and, uh, you know, I, I, I got beat up by this guy that was supposed to be the toughest kid in the school. I didn't even fight back. I thought there was no point because he was the toughest kid in the school and there would be no point. I would just make him want to hit me more times or something like that, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did, it, he did it in front of our whole classroom while the teacher was out. And he beat up other kids too, not just me on different days. Um, and, you know, I wish I would have fought back. Now, if I could go back to that day, I would have just I would have just went for it because yeah. um, it wasn't good for me, you know, but uh, psychologically, it wasn't good for me, you know, yeah. and uh, I, I, uh, I I regret it, you know, um, mm. it was it was it, I felt humiliated, you know, yeah. uh, by yeah. that incident. And I think it made me have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder and it's one of the yeah. reasons why I got into martial arts. And I don't think I feel the same way about that anymore, but it was driving me in the beginning, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. really wanted to I really wanted to be a fighter and thought I was a fighter, you know. You
0: had that in you then from a pretty pretty young age. That was just your thing.
1: It was my thing, but it was it was through Bruce Lee, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. when I saw him, you know, his attitude, the attitude that he yeah. had, And so that's why I wanted to do Kung Fu, you know, and uh, I saw a demonstration at the University of Washington, the street fair. And uh, my instructor, Roger Tong, I don't know if you've heard of him. He uh, unfortunately he passed away a few years back, but he uh, he was putting on a demo and he had kids in the demo. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to go there. And so I signed up there and that was it. I, I went there. I went there every day.
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and this was Kung Fu Wushu were you learning Wushu at this age or yeah I mean yeah
1: he called it Northern Shaolin you know Northern Kung Fu and then I actually he was born in Shanghai so he had been introduced to Wushu as a child you know and and but I don't think he gave me all the history of it you know and um but his family uh, moved to Hong Kong, and then they moved to uh, they moved to to Thailand. They moved to Bangkok, yeah. yeah. And that's where he studied Taekwondo. And so he was, you know, a guy who came from a, originally a kung fu background as a kid, and then when he was a teenager, he took up Taekwondo. He got his black belt in Taekwondo yeah. and uh, moved to the United States
0: because you went to see when Jet Li was in the Beijing you know national yeah. team yeah so you saw that live then did you you must have been quite I did young I did. yeah okay
1: I was blown away yeah yeah i had already seen videos of them previously I think from an earlier performance or something yeah but I remember going to I think it was the cow palace in uh, San Francisco and yeah. seeing the Beijing
0: Wushu team. There's pictures of Jet Li on the White House lawn there with Nixon, and this was the first time... This was the first signs of China sort of opening up to the world, wasn't it? And, um, yeah. you know, the Beijing Wushu team are there doing uh, doing, doing their demos. So in the popular culture, no one would have known what Wushu was in the, at that time, would they?
1: Right, right. I don't think yeah.
0: so. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah.
1: I didn't know. And, um, you know, people... You know sort of misuse the word i think they 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 use it like it's a style or something
0: yeah yeah to me
1: to me that's not i mean i don't really i don't look at it as a style you could look at it as a sport in china but really yes. what it means is martial arts so yeah you know so it's a broad term
0: it's the butterfly style you started competing pretty early on as well, didn't you, Keith? Were you, were you just taken with the idea I went of competing? To the first tournament
1: three months after I started. Right. After I started taking lessons, how did you?
0: Yeah. How did you get on?
1: Um, not good. No,
0: yeah. <laughs> not good. No, yeah.
1: Uh, and I was in the junior division. You know, uh, I think it's like twelve to fifteen year olds. So I was kind of young for the division. Yeah. yeah. And so I got beat up a lot, man, in that division. Yeah. I didn't really start winning till I was in the brown belt division uh, and the black belt division. I think I was competing in black belt division by seventeen,
0: age seventeen. Yeah! Wow! Wow! And you quickly learn what works and what doesn't when you're competing, don't you? If you just, <laughs> you know, when you mess up and you get a, uh, yeah. you know, a punch or yeah. a kick to the head, that's um.
1: And and you yeah. know you meet a lot of different interesting uh, characters and. Different ways that people fight and stuff like that, and I thought again. I, I want to come back to that. I thought I was fighting, you know, and I was going to yeah. point tournaments. But the attitude was, "This is how you fight," you know, and, and they have these rules so you don't hurt each other too bad, you know, or something. Yeah. But the the you know people follow those rules to to very different degrees. You know, some people are trying to take your head off. Yeah, you know, they don't really care about the rules. They just want to get fight experience. And you'd run into that quite a bit back then until you get to the higher level tournaments where people are really focused in on the rules and scoring points, you know. They're kind of rough, you know, uh, some of the smaller tournaments. You get a lot of good experience entering those tournaments, you know. You never know what's going to happen, you know.
0: Was that the kind of fighter you were, Keith, or were you someone stickler for the rules?
1: I would just try to get away with whatever I could. And yeah. if somebody was trying to hurt me, then I wasn't afraid to try to hurt them back. You know, yeah. when I was, uh, I think I was 18 or I might've still been 17. Uh, I got into boxing, you know? Yeah. And I, I really liked it because you had to get hit. You know, you had to learn how to get hit. That's one of the problems I think with martial arts, uh, sort of, it's a big challenge. And when I'm, my coach uh, Chuck Merriman from the Atlantic World Karate Team. He was the one who said. He said, you know, Keith, uh, karate, kung fu, things like this. They're they're based on a lot of it is based on theory because you don't really do the stuff to the other person. You know, yeah. boxing, kickboxing, jujitsu, even judo. Very little theory. You're really throwing the guy. You're really punching the guy, you know, you're really grappling with the guy, you know, and I think that's a that's a really good point. You really do have to learn to get hit. Otherwise, you know, my my experience is people who aren't used to it. A lot of times when they get hit, they freeze up or they fall down, you know, and they they may not even be like hurt, you know, but they haven't trained on that. So they, you know their yeah. legs just fall out from under them or they panic when a parent brings in their child too they have different expectations now you know the the people used to come in who were you know John Jean, John Claude Van Damme fans or something like that and their exposure to the martial arts was what they saw in the movies you know yeah, yeah. now it's because you know dads are MMA fans and so they have different expectations and i i felt myself i felt you know i feel that you know like i have different expectations too because of yeah. mma you know yeah it's like an evolution of the martial arts you know do
0: you think if uh the ufc was around in the 70s slash 80s when you were seriously <clears throat> competing would you have gone into the ufc i
1: definitely would have tried yeah yeah because yeah i tried everything you know i kick yeah. i fought in the full contact taekwondo i fought in uh contact Japanese tournaments uh, and I just wanted to, I wanted to learn how to fight, you know.
0: (laughs) Although your breath control is good, it can't beat my death kick. You were training in China when Donnie Yen was out there. Is that right? Yeah, or Donnie Yen yeah. was, was part of the, your team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, I didn't get to know Donnie very well. Um, even though I can't remember if we were on the same flight, we went to the Wushu National Championships in Fuchao uh, okay. together. And he, he demonstrated the mantis.
0: Mantis, yeah.
1: And I was demonstrating free sparring, you know? with pads on with one of the guys that came with us and so we were all doing you know demos and uh training and uh i was always impressed with donnie though you know and i still am you know he's one of my favorites so
0: one of the best yeah absolutely were you impressed when you were in china and obviously that is the national sport there and you know we've all seen that footage of just thousands of you know kids or you know, doing the wushu in the, in a line, were you pretty, you know, impressed when you were, when you were over there?
1: Well, I was very impressed and I was very impressed before I went, you know, after we left that tournament, we went to the Jiangsu wushu place for the, that province in Nanjing. And uh, we trained there for like three months Yeah, and it was, it was uh, intense. It would be like, uh, Three hours in the morning, you know, you go rest, have lunch, and you go back for three hours in the afternoon, yeah. six days a week. Yeah. And uh, you know, at first, and, and you're running. They have you doing, you know, some physical fitness stuff like mo- mainly running. Yeah. And I remember having like really bad shin splints for for a while from all the jumping and the the running. You know. And but I was really impressed with the athletes and uh I don't think I don't think they really looked at it as martial arts though a lot of mm. them some of them did though you could tell it seems like they wake up their warrior or something and it's not yeah, just yes. technical there's something going on in their yeah. imagination that is you
0: well, know Well there's an element of theater to the to the wushu as well isn't there and it's uh you know it's acting in a way you know on some level
1: yeah, and I think I think you know the best actors can't tell that they're not really there. You know, really, yeah. you know, when <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. watching, you can't tell. You know, and I love it when you see somebody doing a form and it looks like they're really kicking somebody's ass. You know, yeah, yeah. I love that. You know, yeah. and that's a big challenge in Wushu because of the you know things like the long fist. Yeah. You know, and you're doing you're doing this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and going, yeah.
1: What? How are you going to fight with that? You
0: know, you obviously are very well known for your incredible repertoire of high kicks, jumping kicks, as displayed in in many of your films. Do you put that down to the your ta- well, I guess your taekwondo training, and but also the wushu as well to be able to jump. Yeah. you know,
1: I think it's a yeah. it's 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 a combination of both because I yeah. think you know one of the things which I think was really good experience for me was I got to work out with the Beijing team because. Uh, my instructor hosted them for a while when they were here in Los Angeles, yeah. And so I worked out with them, you know. And <laughs> there's something in the rhythm of their jumping, you know, that's different than than anything else that I had experienced before. And I used to think, wow, they're jumping super high, and they are. They're jumping really high, yeah. But there's even more to it than that. Is like when they do a jump kick, they get the kick off so early in the jump and so fast that there's a lot of, it looks like hang time. Yeah. Because the kick, a lot of times they have already hit the kick and they're still going up. Yeah. And that's, that's a rhythm thing. That means they jump, they jump high, they jump fast and they kick early, you yeah. know, and you start to pick up on that rhythm when you work out with them, yeah. you know, when they they go and then you follow up because we do all this line kicking in Wuxi. Yeah. yeah. and yeah. they do a lot of, of line kicking in Taekwondo too, but it's, it's more rhythm, you know, yeah, yeah. doing lines. And, and they jump sometimes, but the the I think that the jumps in Wushu are pretty extreme. But yeah. when you look at some of these Taekwondo demonstrations, what they do is just as extreme. Like when they jump up high and kick a board or something, break a board.
0: It's incredible. Some of
1: those things are incredible that they do. Yeah, you know? yeah. I can't yeah, believe yeah, it, yeah. actually. What I started to notice was I was almost always doing a jump kick, even mm. if it was it wasn't really jumping i was just making the foot on the floor very light so it could be mobile you know but you're still defying gravity you know you're you're still and you learn that from doing a lot of jumps you know and so i could jump backwards and kick someone i could jump forward i could jump straight up and kick someone yeah and i use that a lot when somebody's attacking me you know taking some distance away and kicking so I i would literally be up in the air and that i think that quick rhythm from the wushu i think i really learned something on how to get a kick off early you know when you're really light on your feet you know and i've seen a lot of taekwondo people do it too
0: you bastard i didn't know who you were you watched bruce lee was kung fu movies was that part of your childhood part of your life growing up you remember watching a lot of movies
1: yeah i i um I mainly was into Bruce Lee, yeah, usually when i when I saw another uh, martial arts movie, I would feel a little like not as into it as yeah. when I saw Bruce Lee.
0: Yeah,
1: And I think that goes back to the attitude, which was sort of a little defiant, you know, and um, I think I related to that mm. at the time. Mm-hmm. you know i have a lot of respect for jackie chan because yeah. I, he's just like such a warrior you know like I don't, yeah. I don't know how he how he did it for all these years you know yeah. i just get still so going. impressed with him you know and the creativity yeah. but i think he's he's also a very good actor you know yeah. like now i mean look at these i forget the name of the movie he did with <clears throat> with pierce brosnan where yeah. his daughter the is the foreigner
0: before good movie him.
1: yeah oh man i I, I was blown away by him in that movie yeah. you know i just think you know in the karate kid you know yeah like, great it's like great blown away by him in the straight role you know where he's not yeah. he's not doing his usual you know ow you know or whatever yeah, exactly you know, like, he's really you know but you know i'm just like really look up to him yeah.
0: You wanted to get into movies was that something that was always a passion of yours growing up and you were thinking well what was your what was your ambitions there? Well,
1: I think it is I think it's natural for martial artists since a lot of our heroes are in the movies yeah to aspire yeah. to be like that's them true. you know. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what inspired me and that was when my my instructor moved down to Los Angeles and then he was like Keith come down here and teach for me and then you can try out for the movies down here yeah, you know yeah yeah, like,
0: yeah.
1: yeah yeah i want to do that that's
0: the know? 80s mid 80s roughly this was uh 1985
1: yeah 85 yeah.
0: yeah and you were auditioning doing acting lessons were you doing lessons
1: i did but i didn't really know even how to do anything so i, I yeah. didn't know how to find an acting coach i didn't know how to go about it and actually james lou you know who james lou is
0: james lou yeah yeah
1: yeah He's a very uh, prominent stuntman and he was a, you know, around the Kung Fu world for a long time, you know, I knew him before I think he was even, you know, I don't know if he was doing stunts, but I met him at martial arts tournaments, you know? Yeah. And I was like, wow, that guy looks like a badass. But uh, anyway, he, uh, I, I got to know him and he, he told me about a guy that could take headshots and I got some headshots made and that guy, that headshot guy told me about some place where I could become an extra because I, I didn't know what I was doing, you know, Yeah. So I'm teaching martial arts and I'm wandering around blindly trying to figure this out.
0: Did you want to be a lead actor then? Was that your dream?
1: Well, that was my dream. Yeah, that yeah. was my dream. Yeah. 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 I think I talked to Ernie Reyes, senior, and yeah. he told me about an acting uh, workshop that him and Ernie Jr. used to go to uh, before that series, Sidekicks,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, that
1: yeah. he did. And, uh, and they used to teach martial arts because a lot of acting studios have some kind of, they have stage fighting or they'll have ballet or whatever, some kind of movement thing. And so I show up there and signed up for the, the acting classes. That's how I met Michael Bean, the guy who from the Terminator, and, yeah of course I ended up training him, but I, I started teaching classes there for a trade off for my acting tuition, and I was right. there for like six years,
0: oh wow, 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 you, know, you go to acting so school when you for six years yeah, 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 so you kept learning, acting, it was became another discipline of yours, yeah, yeah, great.
1: I was going there at the time, like I did china O'Brien, and, yeah uh, uh, um king of the kickboxers like a yeah. lot of the, those those that stuff I work, worked on them with the acting coach before I went because I would have the script ahead of time and as you probably could see it didn't always work
0: <laughs> <laughs> well uh, I got a talk so your your debut according to IMDB is a film called Picasso's Trigger
1: yeah and that That's, was
0: um, uh, yeah in Hawaii
1: yeah and I, I got that that was kind of a stroke of luck because it was a the uh director who was uh, andy sedaris he 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 did uh he directed nfl games and he was trying uh-huh. to make a transition from the nfl to to being a movie director. action
0: movies yeah
1: he did he, he he would hire all these playboy bunnies to be in the yeah. movie yeah and so that was a lot of fun the, the guy in my acting class referred me and got me an audition on there i didn't even have an agent at the time yet right and I went to the audition and the guy goes okay say hey and I go hey and then he goes he goes can you do a backflip and I go yes and he goes you've got the part <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> so that was that was my audition
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint
1: mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices
0: Abbott, you better give up. <laughs> so I know I've heard you tell this story, but it is uh, it is one of those amazing stories. So Fred Weintraub give, just literally phoned you up. Yeah, and says, yeah. But he'd heard about you through, obviously, your the competitions and through a lot of the publicity that you'd got through that.
1: It was actually through uh, the, the editor of Inside Kung Fu magazine at the time, Dave Cater.
0: Did you d- d- fall off your seat? I mean, how? Uh... I did pretty
1: much. I <laughs> yeah. I didn't believe it at first. I thought maybe, I thought maybe somebody, a friend or somebody, was trying to play a joke on me or something. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is Fred Weintraub, and I go. Fred Weintraub that produced Enter the Dragon and he goes yes Fred Weintraub and I go yeah. come on you know it's like no way and he goes yes it is and I I, I heard about you through and he told me and I want to audition you for this role that I have coming up and I said okay uh, he says I really uh, would like to meet with you right now and I said okay I, I just worked out let me um uh, let me take a shower, change, and I'll be over there. He Goes no, no, don't don't take a shower. Just come over right now. And so I had black kung fu pants on, you know, from my workout. Yeah. yeah. And I just I just went straight over there, and he lived really close to where I lived. I mean, his office was really close to where I lived at the time. And so I was I was literally there in like 15 minutes. He was like, uh, "So I hear you you do martial arts." And I I stood up and I was like, "Do you want to see some?" You know, I was I was just so. <laughs> Like pumped up on the yeah. way over here, I was just like, "Yeah, I can't believe yeah, yeah. it," you know. And so I was just really pumped up.
0: And that was for China O'Brien and China O'Brien Two, which they filmed back to back or simultaneously. Yeah, I guess that's the producer of the movie asking you to audition. So it's pretty much certain that you were going to get the role then. <laughs> pretty, there was well, no question mark over that.
1: I can't actually remember how I found out I got it. I don't think he yeah. told. I don't know if he told me that day because they. They like to keep you in suspense, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard they were looking at Benny uh, Yeah, for the same role.
0: Quite an experience to work on that, supporting, you know, Cynthia Rothrock, who you would have known as well if from your Wushu days.
1: I knew her well, yeah. Just yeah. from the tournament circuit and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew her well.
0: Did you enjoy being on set and making making those movies?
1: Oh, I always enjoy it yeah yeah i loved uh you know uh richard norton was a really you know was a really cool dude to work with you know great guy i, I end up working with him again on another weintraub produced project and i think he was the fight coordinator on that it was a tv series called robin Hood: the adventures adventures yeah of robin Hood. Yeah. yeah and um he's just a really nice guy and a really good martial
0: artist, too. I know we lost Fred within the last sort of few years or so. It sounds like from what I've read, he really had your back. You know, he was really fighting for you, getting your auditions. A lot of the film and TV work that you did was as a sort of result of working and knowing Fred. Was he a great person to know and get along with?
1: Yeah, he went to... uh, warner brothers and he also went to golden harvest yeah. and tried to get me deals you know and he actually did get me a deal from golden harvest and it was a three picture pair play deal where i would have had to move to hong kong and yeah. i had a by that time i had a lawyer who was representing me and he goes keith you just got here you know you, you know you shouldn't take this deal because you you might be able to work here why do you want to go to hong kong you know And I was like, "Mm, I really wanted to go, you know. Yeah. But he didn't, he kind of made that deal go away, that lawyer. He he kind of, he didn't like it. And so Mm. he kept messing with it and they got tired of it, you know.
0: Yeah. So uh, do you wish you had taken that deal?
1: Well, I don't know that I was in the right I'm I'm wondering if I would have how I would have done in Hong Kong, you know,
0: like mm. how
1: I would have been, you know, accepted because I don't speak the language and yeah, um
0: Yeah. But you had the moves, you had the looks. I mean I Gary think, Daniels think, was over there at that time. I think
1: I I think I would have you know, this is what I I I, I think it would have worked out, you know. Yeah. You never know, but I think I think that would have been a good move at the time because it, it just wasn't r- quite right time for me at here. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think they were quite ready for it. They had Brandon Lee, you know, yeah. and they were trying to promote him. Uh, Fred actually had a um, a script written for me at Warner Brothers. Got a deal going there, and they optioned. They had an option with me to do this script called uh, beyond the shield and it was about a a guy who's in the academy in the police academy in los angeles and his parents own a korean market yeah and they get murdered and he feels like the police aren't doing anything so he he quits the academy and, des- and decides to investigate their murders you know yeah on his own and so there's a lot of action <laughs> yeah but, uh, yeah, they said, they, they go, they go um, you know, if Brandon, if, if Showdown in Little Tokyo does well, then we're going to pick up this movie. And then Showdown in Little Tokyo did not do well, you know. But, but Fred, you know, I got a lot of stuff because of Fred. They developed a series trial for me called uh, Noble Quest. And we were, this was when a lot of movie stars were becoming, uh tv actors you know yeah. The, yeah yeah it was it was really hard you know and i was the only there was no stars attached to it at all it was just me yeah. and i was really proud of it actually we did a presentation like screen test like a 15 minute you know thing with a story and a fight scene and yeah. i i got jeffy moda to be the stunt coordinator i don't yeah. know if you know jeff yeah jeff yeah yeah and um you know, I was really proud of it, but it didn't get picked up. Maybe today it would get picked up because just things are different now, you know? yeah. Um,
0: was that quite a sort of rude awakening as to the way Hollywood works? Did you find that experience quite frustrating?
1: I did. You know, I yeah. did. But I wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was, you know, going to give up or anything. You know, it's yeah. just that... um you know, you know, like in 1994, I opened up the martial arts school. Yeah, and it started to take me over in a lot of ways, you know, without even me realizing it. You know, like you're just mm-hmm. you get into what you're doing, and I stopped wanting to. I, I also had uh, a son in 1996, and I, I just kind of stopped feeling the motivation to run around town for auditions that. Maybe you won't even be right for you know. I auditioned for Mortal Kombat. I really wanted to play Liu Kang, you know, and the director just didn't see me in that role, you know, and so you know I end up getting the parts that I did in Mortal Kombat, but not not the Liu Kang one, and that was the one that I really wanted. And yeah. a good friend of mine got that role yeah <laughs> so, robin
0: yeah yeah. So, yeah robin had trained with your the same instructor is that right you knew robin from yeah, years yeah he knew roger
1: he well yeah. his instructor was good friends with my instructor so we had we had times when we trained together and we'd visit each other and yeah. and, and we ended up going to china together um yeah. and I, I became really good friends with robin yeah he's yeah. a really yeah. good friend of mine yeah
0: just on Fred Weintraub, finally, before we sort of close that off, because he, he gave you the name Cook. Is that right? I read that somewhere. Yeah,
1: it was yeah. named after Sam Cook. Wow. <laughs> the same. Really? Yeah, that's a pretty good. That's you know, cool. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, he was really into jazz and, yeah. uh, you know, old R&D and stuff like that. But my my mom's maiden name is Cook.
0: I told him
1: that my mom's maiden name was Cook, and he goes, Cook, oh, Cook, Sam Uh, Cook. And he was like, That's a perfect name. (laughs) Hot day! I treated you like my own brother! Nobody's your brother anymore! Get him!
0: i just wanted to ask you about working with hong kong stunt teams because obviously that china o'brien was all the hong kong stunt team as well king of the kickboxes that you know it still looks incredible keith doesn't it it's still the hong kong style of action filmmaking even today it's inspiring you know chan and john wick and all that stuff isn't it
1: it actually works so well uh when you when you get that uh crossover a little bit you know like like uh i love working with the hong kong yeah. people and I, I think they're just the toughest they're very creative one of the stories that i i like to tell is when when uh Corey ewan uh he, he's the one who uh, shot the my fight scene and, and yeah well
0: you do the process. triple kick
1: yeah yeah, yeah. And he wanted me to kick the whole time. He didn't want me to do any punches or anything, you know. But he 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 was very easy to work with. But yeah. what I noticed was when he came on the set, it was like I don't know yeah. if you ever if you have the E. F. Hutton commercials, there when E.F. Yeah, Hutton speaks, you know, and then everybody gets quiet. And yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. happened when he came on the set, man, everybody was nobody wanted to look like they weren't didn't know what exactly what they were doing you know yeah 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 and So you yeah. just knew that he was he was very highly respected yeah and what what he did with me was you know he didn't know me you know He just go okay i'm gonna have these five guys come at you right here what would you like to do to him and then i would say well i could do this and this and he goes could you do this and i'll go yeah i can do that you know and so it was like he gave me the setting. And he let me yeah. do what I wanted to do. And then yeah. sometimes he would ask for something, you know? Yeah. And, and like he asked me if I could hold my foot out and come around. Yeah, yeah. Foot, you know, and I said, yeah, I can do that, you know? And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I, I, I loved that. I was, I, I felt really lucky that I had that experience. That was the only fight scene that, that was the only thing he directed in the whole movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that wasn't his was that movie, was day. it? Yeah.
1: In that fight scene, there's a guy Right before I start fighting there's a guy who falls off that there's like a staircase that I come running down. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: The guy that falls off. I was so impressed, you know. He didn't have I don't he didn't have any pads on and he fell right on his side on dirt. You know that was that was the floor of the house. The floor of this house was wow. dirt. And yeah. you know how it was like cement. It was yeah. not it was it was not forgiving at yeah. all. You know? yeah yeah and so it was it was it was when this guy took that fall and then they asked him to do it again and he did it again and you could just see that it really hurt yeah you know? so
0: but i mean as much i know health and safety wasn't really a consideration i guess but it does look good doesn't it on screen you oh, know a yeah. bit of bit of impact it does make all, all the difference
1: and that slow so. motion kick that i do at the end of that scene that's another triple kick yeah because you know not all the stuntmen were were hong kong guys yeah there was there was there was a group of hong kong guys that were the main guys but they had local hired people too and that was a big fight scene with a lot of people you know in in the fight and so they had local guys and when it came to the end and i had to do that triple kick on this guy's chest he couldn't stand there he couldn't take it you know so he every time i kick him with the first kick and and to me i was kicking him light he would just like he would try to get away, and and I think uh, Corey uh, had seen enough, <laughs> and he, he just goes to the honk of guys. Who wants to stand there and take this kick? <laughs> and yeah, they, they all, wow. you know, they're all like this, you know. Wow, and this guy wow. first take, you know, first take, you know. He 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 took all three kicks. Oh! You help me, and we'll split the money.
0: Hot. How does that compare then when you're working, say, on Heat Seeker, Albert Peehan, mid-90s? That's uh, very quick, straight-to-video, sci-fi action movie. That, in comparison to the Hong Kong style, that must have been quite different, I would imagine. Keith?
1: Well, you know, yeah, yeah. But uh, did you know that Chad Stoweski?
0: I did know that. He's one of the he's one of the fighters in that, isn't he?
1: Yeah. And the tournament. You know, it was funny because the day that I went for the audition or screen test or something, no, I think I had already gotten the part and uh, I was going to some kind of screen test or something and that's where I met Chad. Yeah. And I remember, you know, I said, hey, how are you doing or whatever. I was like, uh, what are you doing? Where are you from? You know, and I found out that they were all from the Inosanto Academy. Yeah. You know, all, which yes, is right. great. And those guys are so good... Bert Richardson was the uh, the fight coordinator, you yeah. know, on that movie, the choreographer fight coordinator. Yeah. And uh, I love those guys. I love working yeah. with those guys. Um, you know, for the little amount of experience that they have, they're so relaxed that when they take a hit or something like that, it's just, yeah, they have rhythm, they have good rhythm, you know, they do really good reactions. And yeah. they wanted to, to do this for a living, so they they cared a lot, you know. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I think that was that was a really that was a really good experience. The thing that was so hard about that movie is the way that Albert Pyun shoots. <laughs> he he shoots with instead of like going in for coverage, like 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 what what Corey Yoon would do in a fight yeah. is, you know, you're only you're only doing uh, five or six hits, and then there's a cut. And then they reset for another angle or something yeah. like that. And they have like three cameras, you know, and Albert Pion surrounds you with cameras. He hides them in the audience. He puts them up where nobody can see him. And at any given time, you're being shot by five or six cameras and you do master after master after master. And you never know what direction you're playing in, you know? Yeah. So yeah. As, as an actor, like an action actor, it's kind of frustrating because you don't, you know well how do
0: you know if you've got a good take or not exactly. or if it's going to look good exactly yeah.
1: so I was I was always like okay I'm going to play for that camera right there yeah. You know? yeah 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 and you know
0: well Gary Daniels was in that movie as well I guess he uh, w- would he have been used to that style I of filming that at a point he no, used maybe to that. he he's no. he
1: worked with a lot of Hong Kong guys right yeah I mean, of course uh, and, and he I don't think anybody was thought that yeah. that was a good idea you yeah. know <laughs> Yeah, and, and you can see in the movie, you know, the way it came out. It's I think it's it's really difficult for the editors, you know, yeah, yeah. because nobody you know, there's so much footage, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, on each take, you know, there's so many cameras running, and you know, they might eliminate some cameras, you know, because. But you know, I remember the, them telling me they shot a hundred thousand feet of film in one day. You know, and I was like, whoa, that's gonna be you know.
0: Gosh, I guess they try and get the most out of the limited days.
1: Yeah, we shot that movie, we were in, I was in the Philippines for 10 days. Yeah. 10 right. days and we had one day in Rome, you know, which was nice, you know. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed going to the Philippines, you know, I enjoyed yeah. going to Rome. You
0: do the naked um, streak through the through the streets of the Philippines.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's so funny because I was just reading, you know, because I, I, I don't really pay attention that much, but I don't know what I was looking up and I think I was looking up something with Heatseeker and then I, I see this this person has done ratings of my films or something like that and and and, and they were comparing it to uh Jean Claude Van Damme's booty scenes or whatever, you know, I was like, right. oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it's hilarious, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you know, like I, I almost like have forgotten about that movie. That's how obscure it is, you know? Yeah yeah yeah.
0: uh, but this is the thing with the internet all these things they just they come back don't they yeah 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 they come
1: back to haunt
0: you i must talk to you about mortal kombat um and i know you mentioned there you went for the Liu kang role but i've got to say i mean i love that movie growing up war out the vhs such a such a great movie um and annihilation as well that came a few years afterwards the reptile scene I've got to say is probably is the best fight scene in the movie and you must be incredibly proud of of the work that you did there for in in that movie is that is yeah. that fair to say yeah yeah
1: well I can't remember actually at this moment right at this moment if Robin wh- how Robin feels about that with his fight scenes that he's done because he's done a lot of different stuff too and you know he had the fight uh well he's 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 had some great fights you know yeah yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm most proud of that fight, uh, of any fight that, that I've done. Um, and I'm also really proud of the one, uh, from King of Kickboxers, you know, yeah. I think those are probably my two, um, uh, best works, you know, yeah. and, you know, the, and I, and I love that I was allowed to put my two cents in, you know, here and there, um, we we're going through the thing and you're always, you want to help. You know, you want to help yeah. as much as possible, and I was like, maybe I could do this, and then do a, do a sweep and get up with a spin kick, and then Robin goes, "I want to do that." And I was like, "Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead." You know, and so he he did that move. It was the first time that I felt like, uh, you know, a fight was given the attention that you know, yeah, the the director was really into it. You know, uh, he he walked through, and you could see his imagination at work you know and you know um, and you know nobody wants to compromise the quality you know and you just you just got to love that you know the set was really cool you know yes it's just just, i still love that that i I still think that's the best mortal Kombat movie you know
0: yeah yeah i I know i'm a
1: little biased
0: are you a fan of the new one did you enjoy the new one i I did
1: enjoy it but i mostly enjoyed the first part you know the first fight scene yeah and then after that it sort of sort of lost me a little bit yeah, I, yeah, I didn't you know like they they have a different Liu Kang and I want to fight the new Sub-Zero I want to yeah. fight
0: <laughs> yeah I, I challenge. I challenge Joe Joe did a great um, great job in that movie yeah the, the Sub-Zero Scorpion stuff was uh, yeah it was the best best part the yeah. really, movie really yeah
1: and that guy uh, Sonoda yeah
0: Japanese Hiroyuki Sonoda yeah he's like
1: 61 I know I want to I know. fight those guys. Come on, man. I can
0: do it. That fight scene's edited so well, and with the music as well. I mean, you know, they really gave you guys a really great platform to really show your, your stuff there, I think. And that's probably why, it, you know, it really stands out in, in that movie. As I love the whole movie, but, you know, it's just such a standout sequence, isn't it? Um, yeah.
1: And you know that that was done after, right? You know that it was done That after was the all.
0: reshoots. Yeah.
1: Yeah, after they tested the movie. People wanted more action, they said, yeah. and that was a reshoot. And Robin actually called me up and said, hey, Keith, you know, can you come fight me? And I was like, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. that's, that's yeah. great. Because what was your involvement in the first one? Because I know you did quite a bit more on the sequel, didn't you? I know you were Sub-Zero in the sequel, but w- were you involved in a lot of the choreo as well in the, in the, the second I one? was
1: involved with, yeah. Yeah. I helped. You know again yeah. wherever i could robin was the choreographer and basically i was you know behind the scenes you know the rehearsals and stuff like that he was yeah. always busy and so yeah. i was helping with the rehearsals and stuff like that i helped helped actresses rehearse fight scenes and actors yeah. um and then j.j uh, perry who played uh what is it i forget the character's name
0: he's scorpion
1: well, yeah, he played Scorpion, but he played yep. another character too. I like uh, yeah,
0: yeah, okay. Cyrax or something like that. Uh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah, and he was shooting Cyrax, so I couldn't rehearse the scene with him, and so I rehearsed with Ray Park.
0: Oh, good. And yeah, that was
1: that was really cool. He is such That's a. That's cool. cool. Guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a
0: yeah, Park. yeah. You're always going to be associated with that franchise. You're you're perfectly happy to be part of that. Uh, you know that that world.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, absolutely. And I just started uh, going out with Chris Casamasa and doing some fan engagements around the country. I hadn't done that before. Uh, I've been to about four of them now yeah. and hanging out with Chris, you know, because I don't see Chris that much anymore. We, yeah. we trained with a – we had the same coach in Los Angeles here and he passed away, unfortunately. That's where I used to see him. And I, I, the past few years, haven't seen him at all. And then we're doing these things together. So it's it's really fun, you know? It's, yeah, uh, I bet. It's fun and it's really nice meeting the fans that, you know, appreciate, you know, that kind of work, you know, and yeah. stuff. So uh, that's been a good thing all around. <gasps> well, I'm afraid you've no choice.
0: How about you dead? Are you still sort of actively looking for projects? Is there work that you would still like to do on the movie side, or are you quite happy to sort of close that chapter now? Would you say?
1: Um, I'm. I'm happy. Uh, I'd be happy to do more work too. You know, yeah. it's just that I don't. I don't go looking for it. You know, I don't. I don't go out. I haven't. I don't have an agent. Yeah. It's just if somebody remembers me and they call me or something, then that's yeah. how I end up working these days. And it, it's sort of like, you know, like I, I did a stunt thing on a new uh, Star Wars thing called Boba Fett. Yeah, And it was just, it was just because they need people who could do a, a weapon. It was during COVID. And so I, I sent in an audition video, which I actually po- posted on my Instagram of me doing the right. staff. I hadn't done the staff for years, but I can still pick it up because I teach it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I teach it to kids and stuff. And so I can still manage to, you know, put some combinations together and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I ended up getting the part and it was grueling, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I you know, the last thing I did too was a thing called Champions of the Deep, where yeah. I had to you know. It was a terrible movie, so I just say it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that was just a, somebody calling me up and said, hey, do you want to do this? And I said, sure.
0: You know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're still open to it then, Keith, if someone's, you know, John Wick 5 maybe? If, uh, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm up to fight Mark Dacascos anytime. Yeah, anytime. Anytime.
0: <laughs> do you keep in touch with those guys? You must still you know see those guys around a bit um
1: not, not much, so much. And, yeah. and actually since covid i haven't seen robin we've yeah. talked a couple of times but haven't haven't seen him and uh you know the only one that i've seen is chris Costamasa. the only one yeah. lately and yeah. seen him quite a bit
0: i know you've trained a lot of actors as well <laughs> you know for big movies rosa salazar for alita battle angel zoe saldana is that something that you know when it comes to training actors you're still very much keen to be Im- involved in absolutely in the movies in that way? Yeah. yeah
1: yeah and that stuff uh it's kind of odd how i ended up yeah and i trained um the people for uh avatar yeah uh, and then i trained the people for uh, the abyss and then yeah. trained michael bean who was in the original Terminator. I actually taught James Cameron one time because Mike brought him to class, brought him to the workout. Wow. So
0: shortly after that, I
1: think he had open heart surgery. Right. I don't know if I did that to him. That wasn't a
0: result of the training. (laughs) (laughs) When you're training actors, I guess that helps you've got that acting background. So at least, you know, it's one thing learning the moves, but then it's the emotion behind it as well, isn't it?
1: yeah Yeah, i mean usually we 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 do stuff like i have some of my guys work with them and we we usually like if they're new to action and fights fight scenes and stuff we choreograph stuff right there and have them you know practice you know and it's it's fun you know yeah we can show them what it looked like you know and You know it's just different nowadays you know like the technology and stuff it makes it yeah. a lot easier I think
0: it was Rosa you'd done some Elita battle angel footage I Think you put that on your Instagram uh, yeah there yeah, yeah we shot that very there, cool and then,
1: um, Robert Rodriguez put the sound effects on yeah yeah onto that fight isn't that cool I love very that. cool
0: yeah it's, it's really amazing.
1: Cool. And, That's amazing. Um, and she was really you know she's a very game girl I mean she got you know she would spar with my wife, you know, and, and Mm. me, we spar, you know, um, and she was, she was tough, you know, like she would, she, she was very, she's very scrappy. And I love that. I love that about her. And uh, same with Zoe Saldana, you know, uh, for avatar because she's, she's, you know, she's like a ballet dancer, but she can be so edgy, you know?
0: So looking back over the, the film create no regrets or anything keith
1: oh no no not at all uh-uh. no no i think i um i feel really good about what i'm doing right now and mm. we really had a very successful school and a run with you know i i one of you know i i was with my wife at target this discount store yeah yeah uh right near our house the other day and um uh, there was this kid who kept sort of double taking me you know and I was like, oh maybe he saw China O'Brien or something you know <laughs> and it turned out it was a kid who was a student of mine from way back and this guy comes up to me and goes hey that kid um, told me he recognized you that you used to be his karate teacher you know and so I go up to him and um, he was he literally was shaking he was wow so you know and uh, I think I have a lot of relationships like that from all those years of you know being a teacher you know yeah. and I'm, I'm grateful for that you know yeah. um, and so i think like i said it kind of took me over and it, it became my main primary focus other than being you know a father you know yeah yeah and, yeah and so it's it's uh it's been great but i don't i don't yeah. regret uh the movies at all, man. I had a blast. I had such a good time, you know.
0: Just finally to end on, what sort of advice would you be giving people? Maybe the kids who coming into your school or that you're teaching who wanna get into the movies. Is there any advice that you would uh, be giving the next generation on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, don't go around hoping people will like you. But you know, <laughs> yeah. you have to be kind of tough and uh, on the rejection, you know. And the other thing is just, uh, you know, you have to practice because it's really competitive out here, you know, like like for stunts and things like there's so many people that want to be stuntmen and I can see why, you know, it's it's, you know, it's really challenging, you know, Mm -hmm. and so so you have to practice, you have to get really good at it. So you can stand out when you get a get little opportunities, maybe here and there and you want to get the most out of them it's weird you have to have a balance of being very confident and very humble you know so you can work with people and listen and stuff like that but uh you gotta practice you gotta gotta yeah. be ready you know
0: yeah 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 and you gotta nail a jumping triple kick that would get yeah i mean, get I them mean through the door. And you know, when i
1: look at the, what these kids do now i'm like oh I, it's I incredible isn't it part, you know because yeah you know the the tricking and the the, the stuff that they do is is pretty incredible amazing uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith, thank you so much for your time. Hey, thanks a lot
1: for uh, for the opportunity.
0: All right, thank you so much. Bye. You have a you okay. have a good day, Keith. You too. Okay, take care. Right. Bye bye. Keith Cook, there, one of my childhood heroes. Loved watching Keith Cook growing up in the nineties. Those. China O'Brien movies, Mortal Kombat, of course. What a treat that was to chat to Keith Cook. I hope you enjoyed listening to that. Find out more about Keith's new venture, the Ring Workouts, by going to keithcookfitness.com. You can find a link in the podcast description. Here's a bit of background. From Keith's website, Keith writes that my fascination with figuring out how to get power in both a punch and a kick using physics, posture and balance led me to the development of the Ring Workout. This workout system helps maintain your strength and definition through my patent pending design that works your most comprehensive muscle group, your core. Through this total workout system, I want you to be empowered to achieve and maintain your fitness, strength, and rehabilitation goals. Start a free trial today. It doesn't say that last bit. I've just added that there. Uh, so there you go. Working the core. Very important to do that, food followers. Never neglect the core. That would be my advice. Uh, you can follow Keith Cook on Facebook and Instagram. His name on both of those platforms is at Studio. So thank you, Keith, and thank you to all the loyal Foo followers out there who have listened to this episode right to the very end. I do realise that I say that all the time at the end of every episode, and you may wonder why, but it is just because, according to the stats, not everyone does make it this far into the episode. So if you have done that, thank you so much. That does mean a lot. It means you are the hardcore, you're the Shaolin Masters, You've uh, smashed your way through all the chambers and uh, made it out the other side. So thank you very much for that. Congratulations. Your reward will be another new episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast landing very soon. The next one may be a little longer to arrive because I'll be away this week. So might struggle to... Turning around in the usual two weeks. But anyway, do keep it locked to all the usual KFMG pod channels to find out the latest updates and news and information regarding the show. So until we meet again very soon, do take care, stay safe, be well, work on that core. And uh, I will speak to you all again very soon on the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Thank you so much. Bye for now.